Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Huh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome back to another beautiful week in paradise where there's a posse out looking for justice and after last week, there's still one more crime that needs to be solved on this beach. When F-boys are effing with Natasha's heart, that's when you need Detective Joe and his harem of disgruntled females on the case. Yeah, that's right. Hell hath no fury like a female disgruntled, as the bard would say. Wow. Great quote, Claire. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So here to make a red yarn and pushpin conspiracy board with us, our first-time guest, Justin Cole Adams of Justin Takes the Batch. Thanks so much for joining us, Justin. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm seriously so excited. Can I give like a quick like shout out to y'all? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I started my podcast like a year and a half ago for Peter's season. And I was like, y'all were the first podcast that I ever listened. I'm going to sound like such a fucking fan. (laughs) Anyway, I absolutely like went to like y'all's like live recording at, uh, bell house. Well, we're really honored. Yeah. You're going to like make me cry. Well, this feels like very like full circle. So it's, it's actually really, really cool. So anyway. Oh, yay. Well, well, we are genuinely so excited to have you. And it's always really like fun and exciting when we can have other, uh, smart recappers on our show. Yeah. Um, so let's dive in. Uh, it's almost rose ceremony time on the beach because we did not have one last week in those two episodes. It looks like there will be five girls on the chopping block. Blood there are nine guys, 14 women left. And it's the morning after Chris and Alana got kind of pushed out into their respective <laughs> SUVs and to the airport. And everyone is now taking a little time to say, 
did Brenton and Piper maybe get off a little bit too easy? <laughs> and the answer is uh, yes. <laughs> the answer is definitely yes. I have to say, I, I don't know how tactical Brendan and Piper were being, or if we just didn't see it, but it seems like they're hanging out with each other a lot and being like, we did it. We're really out here building our relationship. And meanwhile, Natasha is talking to everyone and saying exactly how Brendan lied to her yeah. and building the public sentiment against him. I feel like Desinia did the same thing. It was like very much the two of them creating the narrative for the whole group. And that's kind of where we got with, you know, Chris and Alana being like run out and, you know, obviously what happens to Brendan and Piper. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have to say with Jasenia, like if you take a girl to a party and then make out with someone else in front of her, the whole party to the point that she leaves early and you don't even really notice you're giving her a real head start to get her narrative <laughs> amongst all of your friends back at the beach and that was a tactical error i think we see both these guys make <laughs> a number of them but now it seems like brendan is just like happy chilling with piper and uh, his one or two friends making jokes about how people might think he got off too easy like he really seems to be self-aware in, to an extent, but like taking all the wrong cues. Yeah. He's like, isn't it funny that all of my friends think that I got off too easy compared to Chris, the person they made leave paradise? It's hilarious. And Thomas says, oh, yeah, you're too happy right now, man. And he he's like laughing. He's like, yeah, I'm so happy. What could possibly go wrong? Little did he know that the next uh, part of the episode would be all about him in that moment. <laughs> it's crazy to watch Brandon and Piper just have no idea what their actual situation will be when this airs. Like you see them talking about all the followers that they're going to get out of this. And like they could have done it another way, but they did it this way. Piper has a degree in marketing. <laughs> so she doesn't need this silly national television show to get famous yeah this is the tv show only gives her a couple million head like head start on like viewership like that's really not a lot of numbers in the scheme of everything right yeah what really gets you ahead is having a degree in marketing <laughs> so this is just her hobby so as this is spreading throughout the day, we don't really see much of that. I feel like they generally don't really show us the daytime of rose ceremony days for some reason. We we cut right to the nighttime, the rose ceremony cocktail party. And Titus comes in and again is like, I hope you all liked my tight ass party. It's his <laughs> one joke and he's going to run it into the ground. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is that it just felt really on brand for Titus's character from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is like a lot of hype, a lot of posturing. But then the real thing is just like a sad little gathering in a cafeteria. <laughs> and like, that's something that, that Titus and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt would do. But it's a little bit awkward in a reality show setting because I don't think anyone really understands whether it's a joke or not that the party isn't that great. Yeah. We may never know. <laughs> and he says, you know, I noticed Alana came and left in just one day. What happened? And Jasenia says, people came in with a plan for screen time and followers, and I feel robbed of my time over the last week. Uh... And Titus says, 
got it. You all came here with the intention of finding love. And if you're already in a relationship, that defeats the purpose of coming here, doesn't it? Slow zoom on Piper and Brendan, just like awkwardly trying to sneak away in the corner, like looking extremely guilty. And we keep seeing Piper (laughs) in conversations where she's like, oh, I didn't know there was like a rule against being in a relationship when you came here. And it's like, people keep saying it in front of you. (laughs) I don't know why, like you think that we're going to believe you don't know about this. Like, yeah. I mean, the show, the franchise has zero rule book, but Wells is right. Like that is actually the only rule. Um, but literally I feel like everything else goes like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else. Uh, that's the one thing. Right. That's the, that's yeah. the one crime. That's the only crime here for the wrong reasons. I think that for a lot of them, there's a sort of baseline understanding that like maybe Brendan and Piper really wanted to see each other. Like, is that such a big deal? We all kind of do it. Other things that people can do to each other that makes us more mad but they know that you can't like actually be mad at someone for dumping a person on the beach because that's supposed to be the concept of the show yeah like everything else is supposed to be fair game and like they don't actually feel that way though psychologically this show is just so fascinating to me in that way that like they're all like we're all just here to date each other but no one actually wants to do that it doesn't feel good anyway no and i i i think that like that's a huge theme this season too like more so than any other paradise season is that like i feel like most of these uh we'll call them contestants people in the show like they're like unaware of how paradise works it feels like and maybe it's because we took a gap year but i feel like a lot of people like are forgetting the premise of like this is you you meet people and then you break up with people like people are always get going home people are always going to be disappointed that is literally yeah. why this show is fascinating because it's like you take all the fan favorites and then you know a couple randoms and then you just like see what happens it's it's so yeah, good i know you just you you just throw them all together and let them all emotionally devastate each other and the rest <laughs> yeah. of us get to consume it it's delicious i think a lot of them don't understand what's happening though because they were in middle school when the last season of paradise ended <laughs> and it's <laughs> difficult for them to get up to speed they're like throwback paradise that's like 2019 also yeah very struck by the fact that ultimately it is demi who becomes the voice of reason yes. uh, on on this particular crime. She's the one who's kind of like, okay, guys. Yeah. Hey. She says, it's pretty bizarre that no one's calling out Brendan and everyone called out Chris. Brendan spent all this time, weeks with Natasha. He's way worse than Chris, in my opinion. And I was like, Demi, I've not spent a lot of time this season agreeing with you. But <laughs> I do, in this case. Agree. I I think that Demi's mostly just upset because she made out with Brendan and it didn't work out. And (laughs) Demi, for uh, all of her faults, is like very observant at the end of the day. Like she knows what she's doing, I feel like. And so I I just feel like she is upset that she didn't get a boo out of it. But it does seem pretty clear that it's a little self-serving at points. Like at one point (laughs) she's like, Natasha and I both got our time wasted. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, how is this about you? Like I'm like, I'm confused. (laughs) Like, you're not part of this, Demi. You are not a victim in this situation really like you went on one date like a while ago with brendan she got to kiss brendan more than natasha did yeah why is she upset like demi come on like brendan is not the reason that you are not in a relationship right now and and i think we have of what brendan says to piper about the situation with natasha almost all the time like being happy in a relationship is at the expense of someone else that wanted to be with one person or another and like you fully had your opportunity to get back out there stop being a child love the situation you win some 
spicy. Spicy take. I was very struck by how harsh Piper was being towards Natasha during this conversation. Like, like first of all, Piper, you weren't really around to know if Natasha has fully had her chance to get back out there. Like, I mean, I really think that she's saying that, like, since Piper arrived, like, a day and a half ago... Natasha's had her chance? With who? Yeah, no one knew came in. She could have been, like, beating the pavement, you know, <laughs> handing out her resume to James, and... She says, stop being a child. Like, it was just gross and upsetting yeah piper does not come off well and i haven't been impressed with her statements since either i just it's it's a it's a mess but i do want to point out to brendan that he's exposing his pretty privilege by saying that almost all the time being happy in a relationship is at the expense of someone else that wanted to be with you i haven't experienced that i have not experienced that i don't think anyone is uh wasting away because i'm not on the market right now look he can't do anything about that okay just brendan's the real victim here he's too hot he's like the world is full of women who are heartbroken they can't be with me like i care that natasha specifically no she's just one of many many women many many sad women Meanwhile, uh, Natasha, Jasenia, Joe, Deandra, Riley, Marissa, and Demi are are having a little sit down, sharing some information of the mindset that her situation was very similar to the situation with Natasha and Brendan. And she's like, I'm not sure what the difference is. And Demi says, well, the guys like Brendan. That's the difference. And Demi is beating this drum the whole time. I think this is very true. I think also Piper is very popular. She's right. I mean, social ties go a really long way. And people don't want to come down hard on their friends. And if like, if we look at like all the clips, I mean, this happened last week, but like Ivan's like lack of response, like Ivan's like certain people's lack of visibility, like during all this feels very telling as well. Cause it's like, why wasn't Ivan more upset? Was Kenny upset? Like, I'm assuming that people who aren't being shown here are not in the narrative for a very specific reason. Yeah, so there are all these people who I think knew a little bit about how Brendan was dating Piper. So for one thing, I don't think that they want to be implicated by making it into a big thing. They want to be like, oh, it wasn't a big deal. We can all just like get back to having our experience and no one has to feel bad about how that happened, that thing that we knew about. (laughs) And (laughs) Riley like removes himself at some point. Riley's part of this conversation. Yeah. In the edit, it's like, he's there sitting beside, I I believe Marissa. And then then all of a sudden, and the next scene's gone. gone. Oh, time to go talk to my buddy from Clay's season. (laughs) No, thank you. This is the conversation you would want to be a part of. Like, this is where the tea is spilled. Like, why would you leave? Like, that feels like a choice. I don't know from who, but like it's a choice you know they they have this whole conversation before he leaves i think kind of natasha filling them in on how brendan said they hung up twice and joe says he told me that too and she says well piper said they hung out 10 times and demi's like well when was the last time that he saw piper and joe's like i don't know and natasha says well it was the day before he left everyone is just appalled by this and joe's like you know what I've had just about enough of this garbage on my beach. <laughs> and and remember, Joe and Natasha are good friends 
also because they host a podcast together. And they've um, talked on the podcast a little bit about what's happened up yeah. to this point. And, you know, she, they've both sort of said that, like people are saying like, oh, why wasn't Joe sticking up for you or whatever? And they were both like on the beach. A lot of us are just like dealing with our own relationships a lot. Joe and I didn't talk much. And so maybe it took a conversation like this for him to be like, my friend like needs more support. <laughs> yeah. 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 It takes a little bit of time for some of this information to disseminate because people are like going on dates. Different people are coming in at the same time. Like, so Joe's like, okay, guys, let's just go have a conversation with Brendan and Piper who are, you know, off at a, at a day bed. They get up and walk over and Brendan and Piper can just like see the group approaching from like, Da-da. Uh, you know, a hundred feet away. (laughs) Joe is like, we let's sit down and talk with them. And Demi was like, we should tell them they wasted everyone's time and you need to leave. Like everyone, including me, Demi. Remember how Brendan wasted (laughs) my time? Brendan and Piper are trying to talk about how much they've bonded in the three days since they got there and how happy they are. And like, this is how you're supposed to feel. It's more time than they've ever spent. Part of me, like really bought into it though a little bit to a certain extent because i think they really like each other well yes and i'm not i'm not doubting that but in terms of them talking about like well we came here to like explore this and like really like have that time apart and i i mean i I, it's funny because the show uh has has so many things that it says to try and make this sound like the most normal process in the world and like (laughs) that's one of the things it's like oh well like we part of this process is like you don't have music you don't have your cell phones and you don't have tv like you don't have any of these like outward distractions and so it's comical because he's literally using that against the show and his like you know courtroom trial that's happening on the beach right now i noticed that too he's like this is where you go to drill down on your relationship right yeah i i mean i don't have a copy of the rule book but i've (laughs) heard it says that in there it's like it seems like win-win to that like people will say like oh they're not there for a vacation they're there for followers other people would be like oh they're just there for the vacation it's win-win they get a bunch of followers and they get a couple's retreat for the two of them to, like, hang out a bunch on the beach. Like, where's the downside? Well, and apparently Piper had told Natasha when they were at, like, Gloss Lab, um, which apparently is, like, an, a you know, an unofficial sponsor of Bachelor Nation now. And so, like, she had told Natasha that she wasn't even going. So I'm kind of assuming, this is me assuming everyone, that, like... Brendan maybe convinced her to go like that's my little theory yeah we do get some some hints that that might be possible but I it seems like if anything what might have happened is that Brendan decided to go and then really wanted her to come but then she was also like well I don't want him to be there and me not be there yeah that's one thing I guess we don't know is exactly how that decision was made yeah so they they Piper and Brendan see the crew approaching piper says joe has a whole harem following him gross because a group of women as we know is always a harem it's like a murder of crows a harem of women that's the collective noun brendan is trying to like play it cool he's like what you got for me joey lay it on me and joe's like look this is why people are upset people feel like you two had a relationship before coming on the show and then Brendan does this thing where he tries to be like, we have spoken about this. Like he gestured towards Natasha and says, we've spoken about this at length. 
When I said me and Piper have hung out two or three times, I just meant we've gone to dinner two or three times, just us. But yeah, of course, I've been in groups with her, with her friends, other friends from the show, like Chelsea. Chelsea. In New York, a handful of... I'm like, poor... Like, leave Chelsea out of this. Jesus. They're all Uh, in it, unfortunately. I know. They are all in it. But I feel like he's really trying to be like, everyone knew. Why would this be on me? I have never lied. I was just talking about dinners. Yeah. And so he (laughs) says, so it's not like, hey, Piper, do you want to be my girlfriend? Hey, Piper, are we exclusive? Like, that never happened in any way. I was hopeful she was coming. I liked Piper before the show. Natasha and I had a certain connection that was void of any romance. He just has a way of talking that is so condescending. It's so, like, I feel like he's trying to be, like, eloquent in a way. Like, he's like, I'm going to use the word void here. Right. He just sounds like a cold asshole. And Natasha, to her credit, is like, no, 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 no. We're not litigating whether you promised me that we were going to, like, ride off into the sunset together. You weren't open to dating other people and you were waiting for Piper. And that is the premise of this show is being open to dating a bunch of people. And Brendan is just clearly like not having it. He's like, so I know you guys wrote the rule book to relationships and also paradise. But and then this is where Demi is just like, fuck off. Just like, has he heard of vacations? Like, what is he talking about? You can go on a three-day vacation at any time. I'm like, look, yeah, maybe you won't get paid to go on that vacation, but frankly, you're an influencer. So honestly, yes, you, you can get paid to will. go on vacation. Um, Also, like, Demi literally being so upset about this, the hypocrisy. I am I just, like, bewildered at, like, even if she's changed the verbiage, a little bit, I would be like, okay, that's a little bit better, but like, no, no, oh, oh, God, it's so upsetting. I only was like, okay with it just because I enjoyed Demi's aggressive energy being like turned onto at least like a somewhat appropriate target (laughs) for once. And Deandra says, well, Piper should have a chance to talk because she didn't ask anyone when she came down that feeds into all of this. She just want to talk to Brendan. So, so she's baiting. She's like, it's fine. If you say this, like, I understand you got a little carried away and like you committed a crime. That's fine. Just tell us and you can go home. And (laughs) Piper says, I couldn't be more clear that I came here to be with Brendan. I didn't realize there was a rule book I didn't read that said you can't come here with the intention to meet somebody. I came here with the intention to meet him. And Demi says, meet him. And Piper's like, (laughs) yeah, like meet him, you know, meet meet him. Like we've met. Yes, that's been covered. It's not a secret. (laughs) Yeah, it's like those were your words. Like that's literally what you said. (laughs) She's like, stop quoting me back at me. Like, God. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. I mean, like, me, as in, like, me for the 11th or 12th time, okay? That's yeah. usually what it means when you say, I'm meeting someone. You can tell that everyone's so fired up because normally, like, coming to paradise for one person is so acceptable. Like, we even saw that with, like, maybe a little bit of Tashwan earlier this season when, like, Riley walked down and she was like, oh, bye, Trey. <laughs> like, it's it's such a normal thing, realistically. I mean, sure, most people have, like, a list of, like, two or three people, but... I'm like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. But in this circumstance, it's like really incriminating. It's all about shades, I feel like. Like you can say, I only want to meet, like the only person I'm coming to meet is this one person, right? But like, if they don't want to talk to you, like Riley didn't want to talk to her, then like <laughs> you 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 might 
be, be trying other connections, right? So like, you know, you're still open and just in the sense that like, who knows if it'll work out or you meet up, you have no chemistry in real life, whatever. But like, to come in a relationship, right? Like, you've got to have a line or else this show can't exist. The show can't exist. If there isn't that line, like it can be murky where the line is. And we've seen a lot of negotiation of that. It has to stop before we're in an exclusive relationship where the show can't go on. Yeah, I think that the difference here is that it was pretty clear Brendan was not going to really try things with anyone else. And and Natasha even says that. She says, look, the truth is you felt this way about Piper. And she's like, and that's fine that you feel this way about Piper. That's great. But the problem is that you did this at my expense. And Joe, at this, at, there becomes this big conversation about whether there's a rule book in paradise, which I have to say, <laughs> do people expect there to be a rule? Like, I think everyone knows what the rule is, right? Like, it's pretty straightforward. It's the one rule. It's the one rule. Be single. Be single. That's, that's the only rule. And at this point, Brendan makes one of his little speeches. I've literally said everything I need to say. I appreciate everyone's concern, but I've said everything I need to say on the matter. Outside of that, we have nothing else to talk about here. You guys can hang out here, but I'm going to remove myself from this. Just a a lofty man of morals who sets a boundary. He's spoken on the matter. It was very Victoria Paul of him, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, this has been fun, but I'm going to go somewhere else on the beach, so I'm not being called out for my bullshit. Yeah, I'm done discussing my bad behavior. And Marissa says, are you removing yourself from paradise or just this conversation? And he says, huh? And he says, that doesn't concern you in any way. He literally cannot. He's just digging himself a bigger hole with every beat that passes of this episode. Like, it's, it's very unbecoming behavior. No one wants to align themselves with that. And Demi tells him, you know, don't disrespect Marissa by talking to her like that. And he's like, well, it doesn't concern her. And Demi says it does because you're taking up spots. And he's like taking up spots in this exasperated voice. Like she's being like incredibly childish. And I'm like, Brendan, this show is childish. Like this is a child. Like you're not above this. Also, the the other spot argument is actually like, super valid because there's so many people that they could have had on it's like actually absurd it's like three years three years of yeah yeah and granted uh, like they definitely obviously asked certain people that said no thanks um and probably smartly so but like (laughs) you know i'm sure they're gonna find two other people to come on the beach there are a lot of influencers that would have loved the chance to hook up in mexico and get a lot of new followers and brendan and piper were like we're gonna be among that group and because of that, two very virtuous deserving and influencers. deserving influencers didn't get to be here. Um, <laughs> it's a tragedy so, of our times. <laughs> so I think we have so- a clip of how Brendan recaps this conversation uh, after it's over. For you. Joe and his mob of uh, disgruntled females had some words for me. And uh, if Natasha wants to talk f- for the 17th time about the relationship that we had, We can talk some more, but I think it's just pathetic attempt to intimidate me. I guess I 
maybe I'm just behind having selective hearing as to why everyone is so mad. It's Demi, who's just as much of a character than anyone, and Deandra, who's upset no one's talking to her, or whatever, Natasha, who zero chance of actually having a relationship with any guy that had been here. Quickly climbing my annoyance list. Um, it just, it's just like, she's just a, a salty person. I was floored by this. Again, Brendan digging the hole. He not only doubles down on his defense, but he literally shit talks like a bunch more women. I'm just like, do you not understand that you're being filmed? Like you're not in private venting to each other right now. Like everyone's going to see you saying this demeaning shit about all these other women. And and also like those women are going to then have to grapple with that stuff being said on national television about them. Like it's not even just like, oh, your your shittiness is going to be exposed. It's like, it's very traumatizing. It's gross that this is now the third time Brendan has said that Natasha could not have possibly had any prospects without him. It's really gross. Also to imply that like Deandra is just bitter because no one likes her. Deandra had two men giving her jewelry last week and she sent them home. She sent them both home. She didn't like them. Like, fuck off, man. It, it just shows a real lack of compassion. Like, yes, you are in a happy relationship. Even if it was unintentional, You, your actions might have had a ripple effect that harmed people. And instead, it's like it doesn't even penetrate into these two that people are upset with them because people have been hurt. Yeah. And that's my biggest thing with Piper is that like, you know, a man acting this way is like, you know, honestly not surprising, but like it really sucks. And then, and I'm saying that as a man and, but it really sucks that like Piper has such a lack of like empathy and understanding for Natasha. Like I, that is like the hardest thing out of all this. Cause I'm like, you should, you should really like understand what's going on. And like you said, like literally Natasha is the reason that Brendan is here. Like have a little bit of like, you know, gratitude for that at least like, come on. Yeah. It's, it's sad. I don't feel like there's been a lot of um, solidarity between the women this season, or maybe there have just been some really standout examples of them being really shitty to each other, but it always makes me depressed. Sad. Meanwhile, they are just talking about the followers and she's like, obviously we care about the followers. That's part of this franchise. I do appreciate sometimes that they're just very blunt about that. They're like, why is everyone being weird about the followers thing? Like, yeah, we want followers. Like you all want, and also, like, like, yeah, everyone wants that the is followers. true. All that is true. Like I, it, it is bullshit when people try to pretend like we have purity and have never thought about a follower in our lives. They're just like, smart enough not to talk about it on camera. Like, wasn't this covered in your marketing classes, Piper? My God. <laughs> Yeah, every time someone mentions clout, I'm like, or wanting screen time, I'm like, so you don't want screen time? Like, you just want to be there and not, like, have any sort of, like, recognition for your relationship or, like, that conversation you had or that shot that you had, like, whatever it is, like, I don't know, but... They're like, we deserve the screen time, we get it because we deserve it, and (laughs) other people, they're different, um... It just always just reminds me of, like, class and, like, social climber dynamics so much, but, um... This is when Piper mentions, she's like, obviously, I'm excited about the prospect of making more money in the future, but I have an entire master's degree in marketing. I would have figured it out. Not half, an entire one. Entire, <laughs> well, y- you know, some people only have half. That's fair. 
And she says, if the Lana Chris situation hadn't happened, they wouldn't be getting so much heat now. I actually think this is possibly true because I do think that yeah. people got really pissed at Chris and Alana, wanted them out, and then they realized that they look like huge fucking hypocrites. Yeah. I, I agree. I actually think that she is correct about that. That doesn't mean that she's in the right. It just right. means she's, she's not right. in the right. It just means that she's correct about that observation. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Joe is saying, we actually don't have the power to kick them out. I was like, okay, Joe, you you did make it deeply unpleasant for him for, to possibly But, like, technically, he's, he's right. Like, but he is right, he's yes. Like, like, you, you, you might say, like, Joe, remove, remove Brendan and Piper from Paradise. I can't do that. I can make it clear to them it will be unpleasant to stay. <laughs> this is also where Joe mocks Piper talking about there's no rule book in paradise. It was a little bit funny. It's true. It, it, that was my, maybe the thing that drove me the most nuts was when she would keep saying that. I was like, talk about followers, whatever. But to keep sitting there, like, acting affronted and, like, on your high horse, like, oh, you all had a rule book I didn't have access to. But, like, no one told me that I could. Like, come on, Piper. We all know. It just, ugh. Okay. So, Brendan doesn't want to leave the way Chris did. But once again... That is what ends up happening. This is when Piper says to him, she punches his arm and says, I told you I didn't want to come. I told you. And he asks if oh. she wants to go. And she says, like, or rewind time. Mm. Yikes. Which, like, you can't. But, like, you could handle this better right now in a way that would make it look less bad for you in the future. So in a way, you can rewind time. By, like, apologizing and, like, acknowledging what happened. Yeah. And, like, having compassion it's like you can do lay the groundwork now so that when this comes out in the future you can you can have already done the things in the past right now that will mitigate the effects of this and you're not doing that right and that's why they release their apologies when they did or you I mean we we can call them apologies or some of us may not but like their attempted apologies because it's like they they know that this week's episode is obviously going to like make the situation worse so they're doing damage control but it's like you could have literally done damage control on the beach they knew that this was going to happen like there are literal comments made about how this will like have an impact and you're right they're being so passive it's like okay you could have taken a little bit of action guys like they literally posted matching snarky captioned photographs last week i literally think that they thought those followers we're going to come and that those followers belong to them. And I think that's partly why people wanted to unfollow them. They were like, you feel like you don't have to like make us keep liking you. Like, like you can just like have our follow and the money that you can make from that. And they decided to lean into the villain edit and be cute about it. And it was a bad choice. I think we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of the fallout. Can you keep up? I like, love it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> 
so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link... Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. So after this confrontation... The group disperses. They tell everyone what happened. 
And meanwhile, Brendan and Piper are deciding what to do. So Brendan tells Piper the reason that he thinks you should come to paradise is to find what he has with her uh, already (laughs) before coming. (laughs) And so when we next see them, he's walking with Piper hand in hand up to the group at the, at the resort area and gives another little speech. This environment, I guess, isn't where we want to be at this particular moment. I think you all know and are well aware this is the girl I want to be with, and I feel comfortable in saying that. So I appreciate all you guys, but I'm going to leave with her, and we're going to do that on our own terms. So take care, guys. And Piper is holding his hand throughout this and just kind of like looking downcast in the back background, and then they walk off. And Abigail calls, good luck, after that. (laughs) Oh, sweet Abigail. It's crazy because, (sighs) like, they, as much as they're doubling down, so much of their, like, non-verbal responses are that of, like, literal guilt. Where it's just like, (laughs) what are you, wait, what? You're gonna, you're gonna say this? But then, like, Piper's just, like, looking at the ground, like, I, like, you look so guilty. You're literally leaving. You look guilty. Like, uh, it doesn't match. Make it make sense. They, They didn't, they, they did the bad thing. They're guilty. They didn't have a plan. They didn't know how to act like they didn't do it, but they also didn't have any remorse. It was just like nothing, nothing really looked good for them. And back on the beach, everyone is ready to adjust to a Brendan and Piper free world. And Demi is ready to start talking about her again. She's like, <laughs> can I have his rose then? Me and Natasha, we deserve it. We don't waste our time. She's like, we're the same. <laughs> we're, we're exactly the same. And it's still rose ceremony night and there are still five women going home because Brendan took Piper, but he also took that rose with him. You know, what would have been really, really fucking nice of Brendan to do give Natasha a rose or give, I mean, obviously Natasha gets a rose, but like he could have absolutely tried to atone for this by like giving someone a rose. It's he like, that would have been he's the not, not trying to atone. To do that. But I'm like, that would have been the easiest thing. But, I mean, and I think ugh. it would have required him to like, they, they, they would have to wait until the rose ceremony. He gives the rose to, to Natasha instead of Piper. And when she comes up, he's like, Piper and I are leaving paradise, but we want you to have another chance at love. I just don't see Brendan subjecting him and Piper to that when no. he doesn't, feel like it and he is just annoyed at natasha for having feelings yeah i mean brendan would have never done that but i'm just like what an easy move that you could have done to like it try at least try and remedy the situation he does not care riley and marissa have something special planned or marissa rather has something special planned for riley on a day bed Strawberries, chocolate sauce, whipped cream, and a bowl with pieces of paper with body parts written on. And some great full-on 70s porn music playing behind it. Like, I, whoever was scoring this episode was just like, praise Jesus. Thank you for this gift. Slot in those sound effects. Honestly, as a a gay man, I'm like, thank you for this gift, ABC. Like... (laughs) Thank you, <laughs> Riley. <laughs> Just like, brava. It's more abs and biceps than I've ever seen in my life. So the Ooh. idea of this game, which uh, sounds like something that, you know, you would be told to do in like couples therapy to spice up your marriage is, and they're like, no, we're doing it now. We're ready. You pull out the name of the body part, spray whipped cream on that part of the other person, lick it off, right? So they do this for a little while. 
chests, upper thighs, toes. At this point, they're like, we need to retire to a more private location. And in the middle of the rose ceremony party, they go to the boom boom room. (laughs) I just love, I love their love, you guys. I'm so on board. I also want to point out that like, finally, we have some black love on this franchise. And like, they are clearly a really strong, really steady, really central couple. And just like, I I fucking love to see it. Yeah, it's it. It's literally amazing to see. And they're so like, I just love how like open they are with like their intimacy. I love that. It's amazing. I'm also just like, what changed this season? To make the Boom Boom Room like an official like narrative theme prop or whatever. Because like it's been there before in like very small ways. But it really feels like, you know, maybe producers are really encouraging people to like forego their fantasy suites and like say, I'm not waiting till the end. Like, let's go to the Boom Boom Room now. I feel like it's a way for them to just like, I think that this has been coming, honestly, for a few years. Like we've seen you know, over the last six, seven years, the show just get like more comfortable with acknowledging that sex is a part of relationship building and sort of leaning into that a little bit more. And so I think this is their way to be able to like dip into that a little more than they have in the past. I was going to say maybe Riley and Marissa happened because I think they really set up shop in there. But Demi was even (laughs) joking about it before she came down to the beach. I think I think this is another instance where we maybe see the influence of like a Love Island sort of situation where we see that like Bachelor in Paradise used to be like, this is just like The Bachelor. You wait for sex until the right moment and like it's a big production. But all these other shows where they're just hanging out on a beach, hooking up interchangeably with each other and trying to find a match, there's a boom boom room or whatever where they go to hook up. And it creates drama and titillation. And I think Bachelor in Paradise was like, we got to make the Boom Boom Room more of a thing. Like, it's really working for these other shows. You can't do the Bachelor thing in Paradise. Well, it's also very clear that, like, this show is, if they're going to experiment on something, it's going to be Paradise. Because it's, like, these, like, revolving hosts, that whole element, like, in uh, the Paradise Canada that's coming out in a couple weeks, they have fans on the show as, like, contestants. So I think that, I I think we're going to see, like, more and more twists on Paradise in years to come, which... I'm really excited about like it's kind of like what are we about to like be the be the RuPaul of dating and just like change things up every single season just to fuck with people maybe why not like that's what it's for this is expect the unexpected on paradise (laughs) and we get a check-in with uh with some new couples at this point Kendall and Ivan are making out who knew just erased from the narrative, basically fully. James yeah. is talking to Tia and is like, I'm really excited for what's to come with us. And she's like, great. And they kiss. And I was like, James, I'm already getting major Victoria P vibes from this dynamic here. I'm sorry. Like, he needs to stop going for girls who are like, thank you for saying that when he says he's interested. Meanwhile, it's Tammy's birthday. So we know she is probably set up to have a terrible night. A really bad night. <sighs> And she's, you know, we know that she's been involved with Thomas. We don't, again, see the daytime. So we're not sure, like, what 
it doesn't seem like they've really had a chance to check in since Thomas's date with Becca the night before, which, as we know, went really well. So Tammy and Thomas go off to talk, and she, like, really makes her pitch. She's like, when I'm with you, I feel like I'm the only girl in the room. I see a life with you. Like, I trust you. I feel like she does something, like, kind of interesting where she's like, don't tell me how the date, I don't want to know how the date, I'm not going to ask about the date, that's private, that's for you, I don't want to know. Anyway, you're my best friend, and I see a life with you. Which, first of all, no, he's not your best friend. He's not your best friend, you just met like three days ago. Yeah. And also, what is this gambit of like, don't, I don't want to know how the date went. This was her trying to be like, yes, I told you to test our relationship. I'm so magnanimous that like, that doesn't even matter to me because let's just bypass that and like solidify the fact that we're together. And I think she like had a sneaking suspicion that the date had gone well and that, and she was just like really trying to defend herself. She's trying to get the conversation away from Becca and how great his day with Becca was. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I really did feel for her in this moment. Cause I was like, it's just so clear. This isn't going to go well for you. And like, it just sucks. It sucks to be rejected. It sucks to feel like that someone you like chose someone else over you in a really direct way. Like that is a very hard thing. So I did feel really feel for Tammy in this conversation. Ultimately, I think Thomas at least handles it like fairly directly. He says, although you said you're not going to ask, I do feel I need to tell you it did go well with Becca. I don't want to steer you on in any way because that's not who we are. But the fact is I had feelings for someone else last night and I didn't feel guilty about it. So, and then we cut away. We don't really see the whole next chunk of their conversation. We see people like watching them and being like, Oh, Tammy's going to have a rough night, but we don't really see the point where he basically says, we're done. We're done. But it's clear yeah. that that happens. Well, they like, they're on the daybed, and then all of a sudden they just get up, like the conversation was ended. And then all of a sudden they're talking on the beach. Like, I, 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 I want to know, like, what was, what happened to, like, you know, push the needle to get them to randomly stand on the beach. Like, yeah. what, did like a bird just shit on the daybed? Like, why did you move? Like, what happened? I think we saw, like, uh, what we saw was like edited together of a very long, unfolding emotional conversation so we actually skip i think the breakup and we cut right to tammy being like i want to fight for our relationship that you're that you just told me you want to end off screen um she's like i want to fight for this i want you in my life and he's like i just can't picture us like going long term outside of this and she's like why and he says well i need to risk the short-term discomfort of what we've had so in other words like I'm breaking up with you so that I can get what I actually want, even though this conversation is unpleasant. (laughs) He's like speaking in corporate speak in the midst of this breakup speech. He's like, look, I made a short term investment. (laughs) I need to terminate it. I'm taking a bit of a risk (laughs) on this particular stock, but that's just how I have to gamble in this volatile market. Right now, unfortunately, (laughs) we do have to lose some of our team members who are so valued. But that's just going to set us up for success in the long term. Oh, God. Thomas is not like a good 
communicator in general, though. Like, he really has struggled every time, like, having these conversations. And I'm just like, for such a handsome, charming person, I feel like you should be a little bit better at this. Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, the great communicator, he is not. Also, it's weird. Like, is he connecting with people other than Becca? Because they keep saying other relationships. And it's just like, obviously, that they're just talking about Becca. I guess they just neither of them wants to bring her into it. I think it's just Becca. Yeah, yeah. I guess neither of them wants to bring it into it. And so Tammy is like, all right, well, this sucks. Like, I was willing to fight for this. You're not like, you're really hurting me. I took this risk with you. And I trusted you and now I feel like a fool. And Thomas hugs her and tries to be like, you're amazing. You're sweet. You're capable. You're worthy. And she's like, I don't need you to tell me that. Like, I know I am. I don't know what to think about this. I don't even feel like we saw enough of everything that happened with Tammy and Aaron and Thomas and Becca for me to understand where everyone's reactions are coming from. I I just felt like this was a very classic case of rejection is really fucking rough. The rules of paradise, or not rules, but the structure makes it so that these are the kind of situations people are in. And it's shitty. And then Tammy ultimately is like, well, I was warned against him and now he has hurt me. So she, like, connects those two narratives together. She's like, everyone told me, but I believed you, and now look at me, I'm an idiot. But, like, I'm, I just, I'm confused, because what I thought was happening was that she was, and Thomas really agreed that they were not going to make commitments to each other. They did. That's what I'm saying. I think this was a reaction that wasn't totally logical. It was a human reaction from someone who was feeling very hurt. And rejected. And I do think that, like, that's a, the crappy part about it as well, because, like, now Tammy has this, like, narrative that, like, oh, she, like, left uh, Aaron for Thomas and then Thomas, you know, screwed her over or whatever, which is just, like, but like you said, it's just, like, it's two different things that happen, but she's tying it all together. So production's tying it all together. So, like, viewers at home are also, you know, therefore tying it all together. So it just, I don't know. I hate that, like, this was Tammy's narrative. Like, I enjoy Tammy so much and I think her commentary is so fun and so i was i like it was it was really sad for me to see like tammy be so sad like did not love that she became like the villain in this whole like unfolding arc between her and aaron and thomas and 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 then it's like she's getting her comeuppance now and i'm like i don't know like aaron was making out with another girl when he was supposedly with tammy and then like tammy makes out with someone else and she's a monster and like she deserves everything that's coming to her Aaron has no moral authority here. Like, no, no, no. It's like people just like are getting hurt on the beach. That's how it goes. And it sucks. And exactly. She's like, last year I got COVID on my birthday and this is 10 times worse. I have to say I've been through heartbreak and it is 10 times worse than anything. The moment that it's happening. Gotta tell you. And the Chiron blips from 25 to 26. You've got time, Tammy. You're a baby. <laughs> you're a, you're just a beautiful little baby. You have time. Yeah. I actually thought Tammy was older than that. Me so too. I'm very surprised that she's only 26. Also, it's because she was from a handful of seasons ago, and we forget that she was like 22 on her season. <laughs> yeah. Wild. So it's time for the rose ceremony, and in comes Wells, and he gives a little speech basically saying, you know, this week we were confronted with the sad truth that some people were lying to you. Some people were manipulating you. That is not okay. Which 
it is the premise of it. Like, the sh- this all happened because of the show. Like, the premise of the show creates these behaviors and fosters them. And then the show is like, not us. We didn't do the bad thing. Like, we're the good guys here. We're going to give a <laughs> rose to someone who really deserves it, who had her opportunity for love torn away. And he brings in Polly, who carries in a rose on a platter. And it's for Natasha. Demi is probably like, give me that half that rose cut it down the i'm middle. shocked we didn't get demi commentary right <laughs> I now i am shocked I demi at least had the wherewithal to be like okay cannot i'm gonna stop i'm not gonna make myself look bad in this in this moment yeah i know i wonder if she had that that uh, so, that moment of self-awareness um this means only four women are going home um so the roses begin riley to marissa joe to serena ivan to kendall Noah to Abigail, Kenny to Mari, Demi sticks out her tongue, maybe edited from another moment, but I wouldn't put it past her. <laughs> uh, James to Tia, Thomas to Becca, and Aaron, the, the closest thing to a wild card in this group, gives it to Chelsea. Not even a wild card, though. I was I like, know, why right? is everyone hoping for Aaron's rose? <laughs> like, You're like, we all know where this is going. All the guys were so locked down. I think they really, like, even the guys who weren't really locked down, I think it's it's just clear what their interest is. Which means going home, Tammy, Demi, Jasenia, and Deandra. A real all-star crew, honestly. Yeah. And we, so then we get, of course, Tammy sobbing in an SUV. Eating, eating a cupcake, cupcake while crying beautifully. I've never looked so beautiful crying. She also like says that she regrets choosing Thomas over Aaron. I'm like, eh, I don't think so. I think you need to date neither of them. She regrets looking like she made a bad decision, but like, I don't think right. Aaron was. Do you want to date the guy who, like, the minute that you like fuck up in any way is like, you deserve your pain, bitch? <laughs> like, I don't think so. <laughs> exactly. Don't date him. Don't date that guy. And as the remaining cast toasts, we hear the telltale voice of Lil John entering the chat. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, can I get a yeah? And he comes on in. I'm not even, that wasn't an attempt to impersonate him, by the way. I know I can't pull it off. But Noah immediately tries to do this. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, just like clustered talking to Lil John, And Noah's like, yeah, yeah. And Lil John is like, did you just do an impersonation of me? Like, right. Like, I'm right In here. front of me? And I was so like, good. did I do it good? And I notice uh, that Lil John diplomatically did not respond. <laughs> no way to be nice about that. But Lil John is here for his stint as celebrity guest host. And he showers them with champagne. And on that note, we are going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back to talk about the next day in paradise. Can you keep up? I like love it. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux Home Blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired... The robe 
And it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back and we open on the beach while Riley and all of his many muscles are working out in fluffy slippers, which look, he did just a, just a dream man over I was, here. I was upset by this. Can I tell you when I thought about how much sand was going to be in those slippers? Like, are those, oh, those slippers, slippers are ruined? Those slippers are ruined. Clear. Beautiful, fluffy slippers. He can never use them again. Why? So that he can get some women hot and bothered while he while he does his crunches. Yes, Claire. Exactly. I love how much thought y'all put into the slippers. I forgot about the slippers. <laughs> like well, that, is, that is for what those I of us love that... to see. So if it's not clear yeah. already. These Thank are th- these are the moments for me as someone who thinks a lot about preserving the life and cleanliness of my garments and shoes. Um because <laughs> I don't know how to fix them. And also what coziness. Big fans exactly. of coziness, coziness over here. That's a valid trait in New York City, by the way. Like, the, <laughs> like you're like, yeah, New York is disgusting, and the wear and tear on your clothes and shoes is no joke. It's true. It's a lot. Anyway, back yeah. to the episode. Sorry. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's a, it's a bright new morning. Um, Natasha is excited for her second chance at love. We get a little check in on some of the couples. It seems like everyone except for Natasha is basically now in in a couple not there were no like friendship roses given out in other words and natasha's like 
I wish Brendan and Piper the best outside of this. And now I'm ready to have another experience in paradise. So here come the men to make that happen. First, Blake, I want to say Monar. Monar. Yeah, Yeah. Monar. He doesn't get a last name because there's no other Blake in this season, I guess. But he was one of two Blake M's on the Clacia season. He knows he's coming in late. So he's like, I'm going to go after whoever I want. And he comes in smacking that day card against his palm like i got something you all want covered in tattoos and tia immediately is like i want that person on me daddy 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 daddy. (laughs) guys it's this is just like it shows uh how much of a type is cast on this show like almost none of them have tattoos or if they have any tattoos they're very small or they're like I guess Kenny is the closest. But sometimes they have like a whole Bible verse or something on their wrist. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But these are like visible on his arms. He's got the sleeves. He's like a tatted guy. There are not enough tattooed guys in this franchise for the ladies who love bad boys. Like that's a lot of hot women love a tattooed bad boy. We're in the era, you know, of Machine Gun Kelly and... What's her face that I should Megan know her Fox. Name? Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Thank you. Yes. I was like, Megan Kelly is wrong. <laughs> um, Megan Fox. Uh, I actually, I don't want to claim the phrase Taddy Daddy, but I actually had Blake on the podcast back in March. And I'm pretty sure that I called him a Taddy Daddy, like either in like my Instagram caption about the episode or wow. on the episode. Oh my God. You I were wrong. Go, wow. go back track, but, like, and yeah. copyright that. Yeah, this is a like, violation. Time to make time to make t-shirts before Tia does. Tia literally coming for my gig first with Daddy, <laughs> yeah. Daddy and then and then joining a pod. How dare she? Yeah, we can't go on TV. Like we need to have what we have, which is <laughs> making jokes about the franchise and then making merch out of it. Come on. So Tia is like James. Who I'm ready for Taddy Daddy. And his day card says, "Get ready for the ride of your life." So he starts pulling ladies. He p- starts by pulling Tia. Then he pulls Natasha, who is also very attracted to him. He does look like good. Like I don't remember him making an impression on me on Clacia season. He wasn't he, there he very good. long, but he's yeah. very cute. He's cute. He was a he was a week one, but yeah, like mm, silly of Claire to be honest. And next he pulls Natasha, and they talk about how Chicago is great. And he says, I'm from Indiana, so I know about Chicago. And I can confirm that in Indiana, we do know about Chicago. Because it's, it's uh, the city. It's it's a city. It's adjacent <laughs> to Indiana. And we know about it. Some of us have been there. And uh, he says, Midwest people are the best. I love that he's going with regions as a topic <laughs> of flirtation. That's kind of his move. Yeah, he's like, look, I have one line. You just <laughs> slot in the location and it it kills. It I mean, kills Tia no matter what thing. it is. Yeah, Tia did. <laughs> I'm like, what is this trend? Like, I guess we're just talking about what we know about. Okay. I, su- I support it. Look, you connect, you connect on what you can. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, Blake asked Tia on the date. Poor James is looking pretty bummed. Yeah. And and so is Natasha. Aaron says she called him Taddy Daddy. And James says, I'm not Taddy Daddy. Which <laughs> you know, you're oh, not James. James I'm- is gonna go out and like get five tattoos after this. He's like, God damn it. And he and Aaron are like, we're just gonna stick it out here, the two of us, bros for life. And meanwhile, Tia and Blake are on a date off-roading so 
little John pulls up on this vehicle and is, uh, you know, gives them the, the debrief on the day. He's like, you got to look out for lions and tigers, snakes in the branches. Don't mess up my security deposit. And he tosses them the keys. <laughs> I love that they get these celebrity guests and then they're like, we got to have them say some funny shit for like <laughs> three seconds. And then we never yeah, this see this was little John's moment to shine. Okay. And he, he was out here. Yeah. He delivered. They, they do the off-roading. They sit and have some drinks. They're both like, wow, you're hot and you also are smart. And that's something that I'm into. And she asks if he believes in soulmates and he says no. And she says she just changed her mind about it. She used to think that there was just one person in the entire world who was her soulmate. But now she thinks you just, yeah, you find someone who checks the main boxes and you just like make it work through hard work and determination. I was like, wow, it's quite a switch. That's fast castle. I actually I actually loved this. I thought that this was like a nice realistic. Sorry, I believe in soulmates. There's one person who's right for me and it happened to be a man who was living in the New York City metro area <laughs> that I met at a party. Is my soulmate. But I do feel like this show specifically is so bought in to all of these like fanciful overarching romantic narratives that it was just like kind of refreshing to hear people be like yeah. Yeah. I've like dated a lot of people and like I'm just looking for someone that like it works with and that I choose. It's just hilarious to me because there's there's nothing more like that more unlikely to lead you to like the one person in the entire world you can have a relationship with than here, pick from one of these 25 people. <laughs> like it is like anti it's like there's got to be one person in here you can make it work with, right? That's more what The Bachelor is actually doing. I was just mostly surprised that, like, this was Tia's take. Like, Tia, this Tia is so different than Tia every other season we've seen her. Like, she just feels like she gives, like, zero fucks. And I'm like, <laughs> I love okay, it. this She's is grown. really refreshing. Yes, yes this yeah. is what happens when you're in your 30s. Yeah. Okay. She's, she's, she's been through it. She's been through bachelor nation and all the harrowing shit it has to throw at you she's been through years of dating and she's like i get it there's no such thing as soulmates like let's really get down to brass tacks she's like but do you know what there is there is such thing as a vagina dance and i oh feel god. that <laughs> oh thing with blake i feel it so much that i immaculate conception may have occurred <laughs> oh my god oh my god and uh she's basically like we're vibing so hard and like people aren't going to believe that we didn't already know each other like the fear has arrived that people will think that you that you came already in a relationship <laughs> if you seem too happy uh, well back at the resort kenny and mari are just like really solid they're like okay i think we're gonna leave together kenny says i legitimately have never felt this way about somebody before i was like kenny you're 40 but well that just goes to show you you know He's been waiting for this, his soulmate. Men on this show like to come in, like, deep into their 30s and be like, I've never been in love. And I think this is the audacity of being a straight man. How dare you? (laughs) But they're off to the boom, boom room. And we see Mari in an ITM being like, no, we're just going to, like, play patty cake on the bed. Just that's that's what you do in the boom, boom room. Cut right to them just, like, furiously passionately hooking up i mean 
I feel like you could say a lot about like what actually patty cake is here. Like, what it, like and like, I, it's like, okay, but like, did you, did you, are you, what are you alluding to for real? Like, what is the hidden message here? Like, stop it, Mari. Uh, I love that. I'm going to steal that uh, for future uh, in front of my, in front of my children. Um, coded language. Um, so I want to say we saw Kenny do this to Demi and it got a lot of play. We see it happening again with Mari the morning after. Kenny's move appears to be biting on a woman's lip and, like, pulling it away from her face and, like, sucking on it. And make him stop. Like, I guess, I mean, Mari must like it, but it's, like, upsetting I to mean, watch. I just, mean, just stop stop doing that to us. Like, I support us. you doing In the privacy that. of your own home, you In know, just stop exactly. shoving it yeah. down my throat, you that's, know? That's I don't need thing. to see that. It's the, the image has been just Seared. burned into my brain forever. Meanwhile, Natasha is still waiting for a man to come in with some alcohol wipes and, and give the whiteboard of her heart a deep clean. Uh, just a little conference room metaphor for those of us who have worked in offices in our lives. And here comes... Dr. Joe. And I have to say, I felt butterflies watching me too. Dr. Joe come down to the beach. I fucking love Dr. Joe. I I think it's on this podcast, it's been very clear that Claire and I have long felt that Dr. Joe deserved more screen time, more of a romantic lead, uh, leading man edit than he received on the Clacia season. So I was so excited to see him walking down to the beach. I'm literally like Joe for Bachelor. Why hasn't this been done? Literally what you just said. Like, why haven't we like put this into play so that even if it's not happening, you know, at the end of this month when I think filming begins, but like, like, even if it's like a down the line type of thing, you know, whatever weird moment, like they could have had him in the wings. It just what a missed opportunity. I mean, they still have the chance to do that right now. But like, in theory, they better they better deliver. Th- in theory, they've, yes. they've said that it's going to be someone from the season we haven't seen yet. And like, I'm just like, how locked into that right. are you? I, I guess they're going to start filming soon. So probably pretty locked in. But I think, you know, this year we keep talking about our COVID heroes, you know, like our first responders, our 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 heroes, our, our doctors. And do we want to pass over a COVID hero? for bachelor i don't think so like we don't have many opportunities to to honor and celebrate person who is working in a hospital on this franchise and i spent a lot of months going onto my roof at 7 p.m to clap uh was that for nothing and what if what would be a better a better reward for all that time working in a hospital during covid hearing some people clap from a distance from a roof or becoming the bachelor. I mean, it's not exactly. that close. Honestly, Come on. Yeah. And so at this point, Joe is arriving on the beach and everyone gathers and he says, I'm Joe, but I went through a lot of medical training. So please call me Dr. Park from now on. And everyone laughs and laughs, um, but they should, they should show some respect. <laughs> and Becca calls out, hey, Joe, how does it feel to not be a doctor? And Joe's like, fine. (laughs) It's fine. Um, I love seeing Becca become like the main heckler of the season. She's just always a great turn for her. (laughs) She's the peanut gallery. But first he grabs Natasha. And I think we have a clip of their conversation because Emma uh, 
and I really swooned over this one. What are you coming to Paradise for? You know, this last year was pretty rough with like COVID and everything, and professionally it was tough, and it was hard to like carve out time. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm really gonna like go on the apps, which suck also. So you don't do the apps. You're not pro apps. I did them. I did them. I had my time. Don't get me wrong. I was yeah. on the sauce for a while, but I'm uh, I'm off You're it off now. It. And you've got this great energy. Thank you. You walk to any bar. You're not, you're, not you're not buying no. a drink. You're not buying a drink. You're right. So then I'm what not. are you doing? I mean, I, I'm not buying a drink, but I could buy it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course, of course, of course. Of course. You could, you could. Adorable. Very cute. Relatable. Yeah. I mean, these are just two New York City residents in their 30s who have been on every dating app. I think some of us have been there, right in their shoes. They're laughing. They're yeah. laughing. They're having fun. Some of us still there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, look, it's rough. Single, single audience members, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with some of them, like, when Joe talks about it, I'm like, but have you ever tried dating other than through the show? It's not clear to me that you have the way you talk about it. And with Natasha, she's like, I've done it all, <laughs> man. <laughs> she's like, I've been on every app. I tried not to come here, unfortunately still single so here i am yeah ultimately dr joe asks her on the date and for terrible foreshadowing as they walk off the beach towards their date joe's like huh brendan's not here and natasha says he, he was here and dr joe's like hmm i'm so curious they are best friends oh god yeah, it it makes me question Dr. Joe because we have seen so much unflattering stuff from Brendan now that I'm like, how could you not realize he's a monster? <laughs> I feel bad for Dr. Joe, yeah. though. I feel like he's going to get a lot of hate he might. via his, he might. his friendship. Yeah, we'll even have to talk about there. How, this, how he learns about this. So Joe and Natasha head off to have margaritas the size, I would say, conservatively of salad plates. And then we see him ask... A few more details about her time on the beach. He's like, I'm curious, like, how are you not attached on this beach? Like, you're so beautiful. You're so wonderful. And she's like, well, I was, um, but it was short lived. And he says, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, you're here now. And she's like, it might matter. And she she says, you know, I know you and Brendan are close. Brendan talked about you a lot and was really excited to see you. But he really almost ruined this whole experience for me. And Joe says, my Brendan. It was so oh sad. Oh my gosh, it was heartbreaking. Like the way that like a mom comes in to the class and the teacher is like, Joey bit another student today. And like, my Joey? Like, I don't know. Not, not mine. Preposterous. <laughs> and... She says, you know, we spent a lot of time together, but he's seeing Piper. He was waiting for her to come. And by doing that, he jeopardized this all for me. Dr. Joe is clearly like shaken by this and deeply. He doesn't know how to respond. He doesn't know how to respond. I mean, and also because he doesn't have that much information. And this is one of his best friends. And he says in an ITM, of all the people, it's obviously unfortunate. Natasha is hurt. I feel for her. But Brendan is a very close friend of mine. Yeah, what's he going to do? Like, based on, like, hearsay, be like, my friend is dead to me. Or be like, well, you probably deserved it because Brendan is an angel. Like, there's, I don't really feel like there's a good way to proceed here. 
there there isn't. And I think he does as well as he can. I think we actually have a clip of how he ultimately responds. Did you know that they were dating? Um, I didn't know they were dating, dating. Um, I mean, listen, I love Brendan. But also, I understand, obviously, where you're coming from. And I'm sorry that you went through that. It's not what you came here for, and it's not what you wanted out of it. Right. Um, right. And, um, yeah, it's... Um, it had to be Brendan, huh? <laughs> you know, like, it had to be Brendan. But, um, but still, however it came to be. Yeah, I know. Um, like, just point blank, right? I think you're beautiful. Thank you. And um, we'll be here. And I think just organically, what will be will be. And uh, find your truth, find your happiness. And um, so, yeah, I say we just, we just let it ride. And um, yeah, just be. All of our faces oh. during that clip. Oh, my God. We're just like cringing. It's just so you can see him struggling. And then you can see him sort of you can hear him sort of decide like to distance himself. Yeah. Everyone knew this was going to be an issue back at the beach. Everyone is like, I hope they don't talk about that because he and Brendan are best friends. But like, how are they? How is it not going to be a factor, even if they didn't talk about it? Like, it's going to be a factor. Right. Then it would have come up on the beach after. Like, there was no way it wasn't going to come up. Yeah. It's funny because he goes for the same line that Brendan used on Demi. Which is like, we're going to be here, I guess. Like, we'll just see what organically, like, unfolds as we're here and, like, meet people, see see what happens. And it's, like, so clear on Paradise that that's a brush-off line. Because, like, yeah, you're both yeah. going to be there. Like, the point is to kind of make some more intentional choices. Also, he was really seemed interested before. So this is, like, a pretty big switch in tone and look i feel for him and i feel for natasha and i think natasha even says she's like this just really sucks like there's a brendan cloud over me and now there's like someone else who's also been impacted by this behavior like she's kind of like we're all suffering here as a result of this i think you come in you're like Natasha's this great girl. She lives in New York with my best bud, Joe. Or, you know, I I say to Natasha, like, I don't know if you're, like, vibing with anyone here. I really like hanging out with you. I think you'd love my friend Joe. I hope he'll be here soon. Let's give each other, like, some roses. I'm waiting to see if someone I'm interested in, like, romantically comes down. We can hang out. Like, you know, friendship roses till till the end maybe maybe joe could have met natasha instead now his friend brendan has just been like a complete asshole to this woman and they're both in this weird position where he's like i can't i don't know how i can feel comfortable like pursuing this woman knowing that there's this massive conflict between her and my best friend yeah i mean good call claire you should have been the one you know, planning for Brendan, frankly. The problem is that Brendan wasn't willing to risk being sent home because Natasha was interested in someone else. He wasn't willing to risk that. So he had to lead her on. As good as that idea as that is, I mean, Brendan couldn't even figure out the most simple of game plans coming into paradise. So I don't know that that would have worked, but I love your strategic thinking (laughs) there. 
Yeah. Great job, Brendan. Um, look what you did. <laughs> Robbing us of more Dr. Joe, potentially. Honestly. Meanwhile, things are going really well with Joe and Serena P, who incidentally is one of those people. Because <laughs> she and Piper are <laughs> good friends. And she's like teasing him about how he always eats with his mouth, have food to have out of his mouth. And she's like, you know, I'm not ready to say the L word, but I'm getting there a lot faster than I thought I would. And it's clear that something is about to happen to move their relationship forward. Yeah. And and when she's talking to Wells about like whether, you know, the L bombs have been dropped, she kind of says like, you know, I, it's, it's an odd situation because we're here and, and Joe's ex Kendall is also here. And like, obviously Joe wants to be considerate of her feelings. Um, and I appreciated that she said she's lovely. It's just awkward. Like I, I was glad to see that it wasn't like I'm in competition with Kendall or she sucks. It was very much yeah. like this is a tough situation for all of us and it's making things difficult. Yeah. Which like, yeah, it it would. It would. And meanwhile, Kendall is is snuggling with Ivan, looking like she wishes for death. Uh, which yeah. is usually she does how not she look looks happy. When I see her. She's like, spirits take me away from this place. <laughs> I, I would like I want better for Kendall emotionally yeah. than this. Um I also want better for Ivan because yeah. I'm just like, oh I, I was like, that's <sighs> gotta be so awkward. And I was like, James, why are you asking Kendall these questions while Ivan is there? What are you doing? Please stop asking questions. And she says in her in the moment that she wants to move forward in paradise, but it's hard because she just sees Joe like being happy with someone else all the time, and it's affecting her more than she expected. And that night, Joe has a blanket set up for Serena with some rose petals and lanterns. I was like, I hope there are snacks, but I didn't see any snacks. It's like you gotta, you gotta get These a girl. People some don't snacks. eat, Claire. He's like, I feel. Like, she's my girlfriend, but I want to take it to the next level. And so they talk about how much they like each other. He's like, I like you way more than I did just a few days in. You are really slacking on the personality. And she's like, how dare you? I've been amazing the whole time. He's like, yeah. They have a very cute banter thing going on. Like, it's a nice dynamic. It does feel very natural. And then she says she wants to tell him something. But she doesn't know how he'll respond. And he's like, just say it. And she says, I'm falling in love with you. And he says, I think I'm falling in love with you too. And she's like, really? Oh my God. <laughs> and then they make out in a variety of, you know, positions, lying down and then standing up. <laughs> and they're like 15 feet away from <laughs> everyone else. And it's just a very um, awkward situation because Kendall is nearby. This is when James is like, how long have you been broken up? <laughs> that guy over there making out with someone. And she says about a year and a half. And it's really hard watching an ex like fall in love right in front of you. It's unusual. And it's it's hard. And we see Ivan like, touch her chin and try to sort of initiate a kiss. And she deflects him. And it's like, it's not comfortable right now. PDA is making me feel stressed out. Sorry, it's just awkward. Uh, it just this just like sucks it sucks for both of them it's the kind of thing that you're like if joe wasn't there she might have been able to like lean into this relationship a little bit more but it's pretty clear that she's 
just really struggling emotionally and not really able to like be present in that. And that sucks because I actually like think they're so cute. They're cute. And they're I, like both scientists. Yeah. And, like or into science in some way and like nerds and like they're so cute. I don't know. I think it would be nice. And so Kendall gets up suddenly and like walks away and everyone's like, is she leaving? Um, unclear. We don't find out. And the last thing we really see is Kendall kind of processing in her interviews like how she's feeling and like it's very hard to see joe kissing someone else in this place where they have so many memories and and she says i'm not sure how long i can stay seeing joe thriving and him seeing that i'm not that broke my heart and it felt so real it was very real and i suspect that we're ultimately going to see her remove herself very soon given that in the teaser we see Ivan making out with Chelsea and then getting in a fight with Aaron. Yeah, it does. And we do see Kendall seeming to have another confrontation with Joe. So I, yeah, I suspect that she has the confrontation and she leaves. I am curious what would we, what would we have seen happen if Kendall was like, I'm here for you and I'm ready to move to Chicago because I think that was really the sticking point. And I think, I don't think Joe would have been like, great, we're back on at that point. But I do think it might have made it more challenging. Yeah, and I that's, agree. You know, in some ways, aside from the distance thing, you just look at them and you're like, these are both people who are at a life stage where they're ready to settle down. They want, like, family in their future. They they want commitment. And Serena seems so young. And you're like, do you really want her to have to deal with 35-year-old Joe's parents and their need for grandchildren and to live in Chicago right now? Like, in a way, I would almost be like, good for serena to escape like such a serious like thing at the age of 23 and maybe everyone's better off in the end but like kendall and joe just don't want to be in the same place it's not changing and that gap cannot ultimately be be bridged and uh that's kind of where we end and we hear that next week a dangerous tropical storm is coming to force an evacuation look climate change is coming for paradise we joked about it earlier this season but now it's a dangerous it's actually happening now (laughs) thanks climate (laughs) a real one yeah not demi honestly the show has manifested this so they really have no one to blame but themselves (laughs) exactly i mean (laughs) it's divine intervention well justin thank you so much for joining us we so appreciate it you've been a delight and please come back Thank you guys so much for having me. This was, yeah, this was amazing. Thank you. And now it's time for Love to See It, Hate to See It. First, Love to See It. What are some of our Love to See It's this episode? I loved to see the Kendall Ivan pairing, uh, two great tastes who taste great together, or maybe would if we saw like any of it, but it did give me a little smile the first time I saw them exchanging a kiss on the beach. Uh, just hard, hard agree. I just love Kendall and she's wonderful. And I want her I to have Ivan. like a cool boyfriend and Ivan seems great. So <laughs> we also loved to see Joe's rather thoughtful insights and and generous insights about Demi. I think that Joe is an observer. He's like the dad of the beach, uh, just thoughtfully watching everyone and delivering that tough love. So 
I love to see I that. feel like Joe brings something similar to what Nick Fial used to bring, but with a very different personality and tone. I was going to say a, a softer touch. <laughs> a softer touch. Uh, yeah. So uh, next, I love to see Joe and Deandra and Jasenia and Marissa and all these all these cool kids choosing some consistency over the popularity contest on the beach. I think last week it seemed like there was this huge discrepancy and there was a bit of a lag time, but they really got their their shit in gear and they were like, if we kicked Chris and Alana off, we really have to kick off our buddies, Brendan and Piper. And they did. So I love to see them sticking to their values there. I also love to see some black love on the Bachelor franchise. We already called this out, but just another shout out to Riley and Marissa just out here sucking on toes and just being extremely hot. Love to see it. And Marissa being like, the best chocolate sundae I ever had. And Riley being like, yeah, she knows what it is. Love it. Truly love it. Uh, Very hot. So uh, next... And, and last, Dr. Joe. I just love to see Dr. Joe. That's it. That's yeah, love thing. it. Love it. That's love it. it. That's the whole observation. It. Now it's time for hate to see it. First, uh, going to our earlier point, the lack of footage of the Kendall-Ivan pairing and the foreshadowing of this relationship's demise. We hate to see it. Yeah, it's what we actually have seen of this couple is is a bit tough to watch. Feel for both of them want better for them uh next hate to see brendan really doubling down on being a dickhead and piper honestly doubling down on yes. being just kind of arrogant and, and cold i think towards natasha and um not examining her role in a situation that really hurts someone and it was just really sad to see every time brendan said that someone was a disgruntled female or just bitter because she wasn't getting attention from men i was like I oh, man. can't How believe- did I not call that out as its own hate to see it? I hate to see the phrase disgruntled females as a whole. That phrase uh, d- does deserve, it deserves its own segment. My God. Yes. Everything that they did was was really off-putting. And every time he said something like that, I was like, I can't believe. I used to just like assume that he was a sweet, nice guy who happened to be a model. Big mistake on my part. Huge mistake. Uh, next... Brendan's dick behavior ruining the Natasha and Dr. Joe pairing, which we absolutely shipped. Two 30-somethings who live in the same city and are smart and funny and seem to have a great banter dynamic. And it could have been something. They could have been something great. And we'll never know because of Dr. Joe's boy, Brendan. Thanks a lot, man. Rude. And finally... We hate to see foot licking on the beach. I'm sorry. We're concerned. We're concerned with the germs in that situation, the detritus left on the beach. We hate to see it. I'm sorry. It's not sanitary. It's a lot of sand. There's just a lot of sand. All the other licking, we support. We do support it. Exactly. But I think that actually brings us to our Krabby rating. Uh, This episode, a slight uptick in crab presence compared to last week. Thank goodness. Yeah. I'm going to give this, I don't know, a three or four. What do you think, Emma? I think a four because there was some some very, you know, significant, like, long, thoughtful shots of yeah. crabs. You know, they really, they, they made their moments count. And I think that 
that takes it to a four. Yeah. And they also became actu- an actual character once again, or at least their their dead, disgusting bodies Carcasses. did. Because yeah. as Wells pointed out when he saw Marissa licking whipped cream off of Riley's toe, one thing he pointed out was, I know what's on this beach. It's sand and mud and probably dead crab bodies. Look, we didn't say that the crab representation was always going to be ideal. No. We just asked we just, for it. We just wanted to be there. And we have to say, I think, I think that that makes the crabs a participant in this romantic interlude between Riley and Marissa. So they really broke out this week in that moment, and we love that. And that's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks to our lovely guest, Justin Cole Adams of Justin Takes the Batch. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was aided. This episode was edited by Kate Moldenauer. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please rate us five stars and leave a review. And more importantly, tell all your friends, especially your friends who used to listen to us as Here to Make Friends. Help us get the word out about our show and our new name. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clareandemmapod at gmail.com with your questions and voice memos. We might even feature you in an upcoming mailbag. You can also find us on Twitter at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. And you can find our newsletter on Substack at ClaireandEmma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week for even more drama in paradise. Can you keep up? I like love Stitcher. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats, like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate (laughs) is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Or your grandma here with us, making carne asada. She does love a cold Corona. Throw in some dancing. Oh, we can watch the game. I'll drink to that. So a backyard concert with football, food, dancing, and Corona? And your grandma. Or we could keep it simple. Simple is good. Want a Corona? Thanks. Salute to the perfect day. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.